Funk Radio, first installment. New little podcast here. Chris Allen, Joey Morphew. Going to bring you a lot of sports talk. How you doing today, Joey? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, just psyched and, and pumped to be here on the BFR. We're all kind of fired up here. All kind of fired up. want to thank you guys for listening. First of all, I want to let you know how you can get in touch with us. We have uh, Twitter, at Barfunk Radio. That's B-A-R-F-U-N-K Radio on Twitter. We also have Gmail account. Email the show, barfunkradio at gmail.com. And we're in the process of kind of starting a, uh, a Facebook page, too. No, nothing too high-tech yet, but uh, but we're getting there. So uh, really, I mean, what what can people expect from us, Joey, uh, when we do this podcast? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little, uh, a little fresh take on running down the top 25 action from the past week. And we're going to look ahead to the... Uh, to the following week of college football, you know we're gonna we're gonna douse you a little college football, maybe some other he- you know headlines, sports stories, a little pop culture thrown in every once in a while. You know we're, we're gonna mix it up a little bit on the BFR, so uh, it should be a, it should be an interesting take on the on the world of sports and also maybe a little Jersey Shore reference here. And there. <laughs> I'm sure people will definitely appreciate that. So let's uh, first of all let's start. We watched the Alabama game together. What what were your thoughts on Alabama versus Kent State this week and the quarterback battle? I don't know what exactly what you thought about that. If you could give me your uh, your take on that. Well, I think who, if if anyone you know, who ever watched the game, they I think they obviously saw that AJ McCarron is the clear cut starter for next week at Penn State. If you go into that game with you know rotating two quarterbacks as they did this week, I don't think it's going to be a lot closer ball game than it should be. Mm-hmm. I think this is easy money this week betting Alabama over Penn State. I, I, I just you know people are making a lot more out of this game than it really should be. Yeah. And when you run the ball as effectively as you do with with Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy, well, I I agree. I think Eddie Lacy had an excellent week this week. I think that uh, I think Trent played well. Um, you know, we got some got some definite output from some freshmen. Uh, you look at Vinny Sinceri on special teams. Um, the kid comes out, shows some heart, and makes things happen. You know, I had Alabama downs Kent State forty-eight to seven, and uh, and that that was to be expected. But there was different output from different players that uh, that I think surprised us all a little bit in the end. Um, so you, your your breakout player would be. In that game, honestly, from the from the fumbles, you know the fumble problems that he's had in the past. I think Eddie Lacy has, has shown that he's put that in, you know put that in his past. I agree. He's put that in. That's just completely in the in the uh, in the rear view. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Go, moving on. So so we like Alabama next week against Penn State. Um, Auburn, Mississippi State, sticking with the home state crew. First, um, can we please? Can we please? Preview this Auburn Utah. Or this let's talk about this Auburn Utah State game. Okay, we can. Uh, you know, it's it was an ugly game, but I, th- I think it's fair to give them a rundown. I and I know there's there's some Auburn fans just as much as there are Alabama fans out there listening to us. <laughs> but guys, any way any way possible to spin this into a moral victory, it's just I, I don't see it. I, I do not see. It. I mean, it was. I know it's week one. A win's a win is a win. I understand that, Chris. I mean, honestly. This was just this was just rough. This uh, was brutal. You know, it's one of those games where 
you come out and you expect a victory. No doubt about it. No problems. Nothing you could even imagine is going to happen to make you not win this football game. Is Barrett Trotter the answer at quarterback? I I don't know. You know, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you got – you got a, a Clint Mosley right back there who came in, and I believe that he scored a touchdown on his one series in the ball game. And, you know, I, I think he looked better, you know, for his, you know, limited action that he saw for than Barry Try and, and you get it. Do you have a do you have a running back, you know, situation now? You have Ontario McCaleb getting the majority of the work Saturday. Michael Dyer comes in, which he did not score on that last play, but that's neither here nor there. It was it was a heated debate here at the Morphew household when we were when we were watching the game, um, but I, you know I, I don't know it's it's one of those things where you get Dyer involved, you get McCaleb involved, kind of like a Lacey Richardson scenario on the other end. I mean I you it's know, a really good problem to have. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's it's two it's two quality running backs, and you look at the Clint Mosley BT situation, Trotter situation, I. I don't know. I mean, Toronto comes in. He plays well. Chizik said in his press conference, he said his, the defense was terrible. He said the defense was awful. We've got to rectify that situation. But, I mean, let's just, you know, not putting on our, you know, our blinders here. Yeah. They're young. They're very yes. young. They have, yes. what, they started, six, I mean, they're, they're 16, 17, 18 true freshmen are getting significant playing time. Absolutely. I mean, their D-line look absolutely terrible. That was the worst I have seen a defensive line look in probably the last year and a half of college football, or it, the last year rough. of college football we watched. It was rough. It was terrible. Yeah, you know, but uh, it, that's something that they're going to have to improve on. A, a very good Mississippi State squad's coming into Auburn, who, by the way, last year, when Auburn had Cam Newton, went down there and gave them a run for their money. I know that, you know, it's second second game of the year in Starkville. It's a tough it was a you know, it was a tough matchup last year, but now Auburn's at home. They got Mississippi State coming into their territory. They Auburn, have a chance. Mississippi State is giving Auburn seven points in this game. They're yeah. they're minus minus seven on there. You know what? Take Auburn in the points on this one. I mean that's But you know, I I, I don't see why not. I mean Auburn maybe tease it and then tease another half point maybe <laughs> seven and a half, you know. Auburn I has take, I take Auburn with the points. Auburn Auburn has got a chance to come out and make a statement on Saturday saying, Hey, <coughs> we might have we might have barely squeaked away from Utah State, who by the way returned a lot of starters. We might have barely squeaked away from them, but hey, now we're playing an SEC squad and we're going to dominate them at home. At a, I believe it's an eleven thirty kickoff. That's a, yeah, it's another early kickoff. At an, at an early kick, we're going to come out like we mean to mean business this year, and we're not going to get pushed around at home. And, and that's, think, you know, I think people are sleeping on Auburn because of this game this past Saturday. Yeah, and honestly, at home, eleven o'clock start. Auburn played a lot of players on Saturday. They rotated a lot of guys, and they're looking for some for some guys to step up and you know to say, "Hey, look, we're the starters, we're the leaders of this team." You know, here we go. Here, you know, what, you know, what do you want us to do? You know, yeah. we're going to play hard for you. You know, and Ch- Chiswick's looking for that. Absolutely. So I would take Auburn in the points at home. Absolutely. Um, so let's go around the league a little more. We watched Georgia play. Um, watched Georgia Boise on that Saturday night. In the Georgia Dome, which is basically a home game for Georgia, no doubt about it. They come out, they got the new uniforms. Both squads have new uniforms. The ugliest look uniforms <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Good guy. They looked, they looked a lot like an XFL squad, if you ask me. Uh, what are the uh, don't don't even. 
Uh, well, just let's not even talk about it. <laughs> that just makes me. Mad. It was rough. It was rough. You know, it's 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 one of those things that you come out and you want to you know look like a stud. You want to come out. Nike's got the new thing, trying to match Under Armour. Yada yada yada, all that business stuff. And they come out and they just they laid an egg to me. I mean, it was it was ugly. You know, Aaron Murray, Brandon Boykin, giving a little Twitter firepower to the Boise State Broncos <laughs> before the game. You know, you know, leave it for after the game. But no, you know, no, Murray, no, Murray no, looked okay. That. Murray looked okay. Boykin had a big return in the first half, yeah. backing it up a little bit. But I mean, look, look at everybody that the Boise State returns. Granted, they did lose two receivers in the second and third round. The, you know, to the NFL draft. But Kellen Moore, I mean, that guy, if if you want to pick one quarterback right now to lead your football team in a championship game, Tony, he'd be tough pressed to find a better guy than Aaron, Kellen Moore. There's no doubt that Aaron Murray, Kellen Moore, who do I want? Definitely Kellen Moore. He's got the more experience. He's tough as nails. Her, Herbie said it last year. Starting off the season, I believe he gives his Herbie Awards out. I was watching this. I watched it this year. Remember last year. Um, he said, if you want a gen- – who's the general? He had the general award. He said, the general on the field, last year he picked Kellen Moore. That first week against Virginia Tech last year, Kellen Moore shows up, leads him down the field, showed that he deserved that award. He, he's tough as nails. He'd start for, mm, I'd say, 10 SEC schools right now. I guarantee he would start over Barrett Trotter. <laughs> that, that, be, that would not even be a suggestion. I, I guarantee he'd start at Alabama. Yeah, he started at Alabama. He started Auburn. He started Tennessee. He started. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's not I, a yeah. lot of places he wouldn't start. I told. I totally agree with you. When you got Doug Martin, turn around and hand it off to. That's also a good uh, security blanket. They're they're tough. They they have a lot of they have a lot of potential, but they're not going to get that love. And I don't, you know, they yeah, I mean, they they've hung around so long. They're like that little pest. That you don't want, you know. All the big boys don't want them. Don't want to talk about the them. They don't want BCS bus. Exactly. They don't want to worry about them. But I, I don't know if they're a BCS buster anymore. I think they have proved themselves. I mean, they, of being in the top. I 10, mean, you know, you know the top ten, top five. You the know? last, the last few years, it's been, it's been, you know, hot topic to get on Boise State and not like, you know, down them about how oh, they're Boise State. They don't deserve to play with the big boys. But by golly, the last two years. Virginia Tech, now Georgia, yeah, they've, they've got, gone they've got the way far away from Boise, Idaho, and dominated. And knocked off the top, you know, to an ACC powerhouse. powerhouse yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, let's be honest. Can we really talk? You know, call Georgia no, a powerhouse? I, 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 I mean, I'm tired of this. I, 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 I can agree. I, I, with I they, Georgia, Georgia. You know, it's one of those things. I think Mark Rick. I don't know how much longer he can hang on. At Georgia, I know he's a great guy. I know he does great things, but how many great things does he do for the university? Can it when make you up got, playing that terrible when, brand of football? Well, between off the field, yeah. you got guys not making grades. You got guys getting arrested left and right. You got all kind of problems. I mean, Georgia's won the Fulmer Cup for the most arrests in the SEC for <laughs> I guess the last couple I, years. I'm telling you, it's been a, it's been a battle between Georgia and Florida. It's ugly. It's uh, it, it's one of those things that I I don't understand. Why he keeps hanging on. I know he's a good person, all this stuff. We all know the background on Mark Rick. But just how much longer is the are the powers that be at Georgia gonna let this hang on? It's I mean, not why? Gonna, it's I, not I, I don't I don't, I don't understand it, especially he goes in, he lays in the heck playing South Carolina, playing teams like that. You're looking Florida. at an 0 and 2 start. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're Auburn. Dead now. Yeah, what, what what's gonna happen in that Auburn Georgia game later this and year? And Auburn just lays the wood to him. I mean, 
Mark, Mark, he won't be around by then anyway. So I'm, I mean, talk, I'm talking. On. I'm seeing interim coach the second half of the season. Come on. So, now, sticking with that, here's here's an interesting point for you. Does Georgia go after Kirby Smart, an inexperienced head coach, or do they go for a big bomb with somebody that's experienced and already has some background in head coaching? Well, obviously, I mean, there's going to be if, – if Rick does get canned, there will be an interim tag placed on somebody. Yeah. Grant, whether it be Grantham or, or, or Bobo, or yeah. whatever, whoever it is, there's going to be an interim tag. You know, look at Florida. Look what they did, jumping in and hiring Will Muschamp. Yeah. I think that could be a, a very similar similar pick, you know, picking up Kirby Smart as your head coach. I think it'll be a good pick. Yeah. I think he will be good. I mean, I, he's I think it Kirby, over and over again. You know, Kirby's a Georgia guy. All SEC safety for the University of Georgia has proven that he belongs in the SEC by what he's done in Alabama. Been around Saban, been around all these guys, been around Muschamp, coached with Muschamp for a long time, and you know those guys. It's it's kind of like the the youngsters are starting to make their way into the SEC with Muschamp and Dooley and guys like that. I, you know they're starting to it's starting to come up all these older coaches are starting to phase out we're starting to get this new breed of coaching which is a younger more fired up must champs on Twitter. I mean, wait. I mean, I mean you every, got, everybody's tweeting. I mean, it's, so, it's like when you got Lou Holtz on Twitter. He's, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I will tell you this: you won't find Nick Saban. You won't no. find Gene Chizik on Twitter. I can tell you that that ain't happening. But so uh, Georgia, they give they give South Carolina three points next week. That looks like to be pretty pretty. That's pretty easy. Pretty much easy money for me too. South Carolina minus three at Georgia. Take the Gamecocks and the points. I you know. Georgia, they've got a lot to come out and prove, and I, you know, it's one of those things that I just don't see it happening this year for. Them. And speaking of South Carolina, how about uh, Steve Spurrier's promise to start Connor Shaw? That lasted a long time. <laughs> Stevie, so, oh Stevie, but he had the, he had the hook on Connor real quick. I'm telling you, the the fighting Sandra Bullocks, the East Carolina Pirates. Came in there and gave them a little run for their money, and it was interesting, interesting, interesting to watch. And Steven Garcia doesn't come off the bench and doesn't play as well as he did in the last part of the first half, second half. They probably lose that football I, game. I agree. I agree. He, Steven, Steven Garcia is the leader of that team. I, I know he get, he's been suspended, slash arrested five times. It's his, it's his football team. The players want him. They want him to be the quarterback. I, you know, I, I, I got to agree with you. You're taking gotta, a big risk starting Connor Shaw. I got I got to say that, you know, Spurrier came out and he wanted to make a point to America, to ESPN, to whoever, that said, hey, Steven Garcia screwed up. He's been causing trouble. He's given me headache after headache after headache, and I'm going to sit his butt on the bench and that's it. Showing up plastered to a team I mean, to a team building event. Guy, Come on now. The Come guy, on, Steve. The guy. <laughs> He's hung out with Matthew McConaughey way too much. <laughs> the guy. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what his but deal he is. He's a, got issues deeper than any of us can imagine. But he played awesome. He, he shows he up. The guy shows great. up. He's an absolute gamer. The guy yeah. shows up. You know, he leads, he leads him to the SEC East title last year, and you're going to put him on the bench this offseason. I know he gets in trouble, but if you're not going to kick him off the team or suspend him or I agree. by now, just play I the agree. kid. I mean, I agree. You're not, you're not setting any example by starting Connor exactly. Shaw. Exactly. And then when Connor Shaw starts to – Choke it up a little bit. Oh, let's get let's get that Steven in the quick game. Hook hey, it's, it's, it's Steven. Let's give Steven a breathalyzer yeah. real fast and make sure he's okay. You know how's Spurrier going to get pissed when they show pictures of him on top of motorhome with no shirt on, <laughs> drinking a Coors 
Coors original banquet beer. Come on, get the guy right. Barfunk Radio is sponsored by Coors Original and Steve Spurrier. Somebody get on the horn right now. We need, <laughs> we need a case of banquet beer at every at every podcast. Oh, buddy, I'm I'm telling you, you know. But I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, you get him in, you let him play, and he shows up, and he shows everybody that he he you know if you, exactly Joey, if you're not going to kick him off the team, play his play ass. the kid exactly exactly. exactly. It's, the, it's the SEC, baby. Play All right. Play. We come here to paint. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, so South what? Carolina downs East Carolina, 56-37. Let's jump out of conference for a second. Okay, look out now. A perennial power okay. for, for, for years past. Okay. Kind of had a, had a few down years, but it looks like you know they're jumping back on the big-time scene in college football. Florida State. Okay. And La Monroe. I know La Monroe's not a, an ACC power, but that kid they got playing quarterback at Florida State is a stud. EJ, EJ. Big, strong kid, big arm, real big physical. Man. They look great. Absolutely just, just running all over La Monroe. He is a big fella, and he is tough, and he showed that, hey, I'm here. Let's get it going. This is my, this is my team. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's, it, let's don't really crown them champions yet. No, you know, no, Because no. it's La Monroe. Definitely like not. It's La Monroe. But I mean, Manuel comes in. Manuel has a big game. You know, threw for two hundred fifty-two yards in the in the what the first half. Hey, that's that's impressive. You and know? Then, you know, they say let's let's give EJ let's sit down EJ and yeah. let and let Mister Trickett come in and uh, and and mop it up. Clint but, uh, Trickett, his dad, Rick Trickett, longtime offensive line coach before saying, "Look, they got some they got some good things going down old, there." Right old, now. old Rick Trickett. Old Back Rick. I, I remember old Rick Trickett from my younger days. He was he was at Auburn. He coached at Auburn. And uh, I've heard different stories about him. How he was in—he uh, was an interesting character, if you will. But we—we we might <laughs> in a future podcast, we might have somebody that knows a little bit about that. Come on, but um, but you know that's that's just the way it is. I mean, it, it, Florida State shows up, says, "Hey, we got a big game in two weeks. We're going to sit EJ. He's done his job. He came out. Nobody's doubting that he's the man down there." And he definitely showed it, showed it, showed how you play in the quarterback position. So going from a team like Florida State, who's got a ton of hype in the offseason, everybody thinks they're overrated. They come out, they take care of business, they kick some ass completely, all kick La Monroe's ass all over the field Saturday. Mm-hmm. To a team like Notre Dame, who mm-hmm. has the same kind of hype, the same kind of expectations, and go out and, and turn it over five times and lay an egg on Saturday. Yes. So, so who's their quarterback going to be now? Is it Dane Christ or is it Tommy Reese? What's going on up there? I don't know. We, Joey and I were sitting here before we started the podcast watching the Palmer and Pollock show, and they, the question was asked, is Notre Dame still considered a college football powerhouse? The first thing that said, Jesse Palmer goes, when were they ever considered a college football oh, yes. powerhouse? Back when Rudy came out? Is that, is that, I mean, is that how long when we're Vince letting Vaughn stick around? Receiver. Is it, <laughs> is when Vaughn played receiver and Rudy, and Rudy played defensive end. That's the oh, last time Notre Dame was a powerhouse. Nice, nice. Vince Vaughn. That was, by the way, watch, watch Rudy. Vince Vaughn is in there. Exactly. But, uh, but, you know, I, I don't understand. You know, Notre Dame is one of those teams that, yeah. They've got the hype. Everybody, you know, they're one of those clicky teams. People like them, even if you're not a big, you know, you're not from around there. Always a trendy preseason. Yeah, exactly. They're trendy. They don't. They're not part of a conference. They're independent. They, you know, they have the, the 
aura about them to be that big team. Yeah, but somebody forgot to tell South Florida that they're supposed to be intimidated by hey, the Irish. I'm gonna tell you, brother. Oh, old, old Skip came in. He came into his daddy's old stomping grounds and said, "Hey, I'm here." And we're ready to roll. Time to and put we, it on the option. He brought a heck of a quarterback with him as well, DJ right. Daniels. I'm telling you, man. I, Daniels shows up, has a great game, dominates the Notre Dame defense. And Notre Dame just they, – I mean, after t- rain and rain and postponing it and rain and all this stuff, I, I, it didn't, didn't bother them too much. You know, B.J. Daniel, he's a he, – he's kind of like a Robert Griffin type quarterback. Yes. He just, those are great. You know, get it, move him out of the pocket. He's great on the run. Who? Oh, by the way, timeout. Robert Griffin, Thursday night game, or excuse me, a Friday night game. Robert Griffin goes in there and is already named the Capital One All American Player of the Week before a game is played on Saturday. That's how dominant he was in that weekday game. ESPN said, forget it. I'm not worried about it. We've seen this, enough. This is the enough. guy. He deserves it. It's over. So, I'm, so I mean, basically, <laughs> you could have had somebody go out there and put record numbers up too late. They're already running the commercial. It's over. Robert Griffin's <laughs> over. And if you're looking for an early season Heisman leader, hey, there he is. we're going to talk Robert Griffin III, who sounds like more like a member of a country club <laughs> than, a, than, a, than a Heisman winning quarterback. But, hey, but man, you know, I we like saw it. this last year. Denard Robinson has a huge first week. You know, Comes out has has a what rushes for two hundred and something yards. Oh, yeah. Does it week after week for the first three, four, five weeks yeah. of the season? Let's let's watch out. Let's watch Slacks out for off. this. Yeah, for, yeah for, for for Robert Griffin. We're not we're not crowning anybody yet right now, but um, you know it's you know they are who we thought they were. They are right? they are who we thought they were. That's it right there. So what? So let, let's jump back into conference real fast. Your team, the Arkansas Razorbacks, Pig Joey, Suey. Woo Pig Suey. What what do you think? What what was your what were your impressions on Wilson? What were your impressions? Well, if you would have talked to me Saturday night about this after a few libations, I would have told you this was the worst team in college football. <laughs> you, you did. Apparently, you, you I did tell me. you this is the worst team in college we, football. We, we had many conversations about how bad Arkansas was, even though they won fifty-one to seven. Doesn't matter. Joey was fired up. You're talking your to the thoughts. most pessimistic person on planet Earth. All right. <laughs> You're not gonna find. But you know, after sitting down like yesterday, going back, watching it, breaking it down, Doctor Jack style. Yeah. Doctor Jack Ramsey. Yeah. You know, it didn't look too bad. Tyler Wilson looked good. Came in, completed 18 out of 24 passes, 260 yards, two touchdowns in about a quarter and a half of play. About mm-hmm. about two quarters of play. Enter Brandon Mitchell. Yeah. You know, backup quarterback. You know, not not much of a controversy. Petrino just. You know, wanted to make everybody think there was a controversy there. Of course, but uh, you know, he came in and played well too. But I mean, I you just can't help but not be impressed with that receiving core. I'm telling you, man, they they looked extremely, extremely, extremely put together, well put together, very explosive. Like they like they had a clue, like they knew what was going on, and they were ready to play. And uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, I told you before Arkansas game started. My guy in that Arkansas receiving core is Greg Childs, but he did not play much had, at all. I mean, he had two grabs for about 25, yeah. 25 yards. The main guy, the main receiver for Arkansas Saturday night was Jarius Rock. Yes. He's the guy that's been overlooked for three years up on the hill. And this guy, I'm telling you, if, if you don't account for, account for number four, he's going to make you pay I all agree. day long. But I think the – I think I think the main the main problem with Arkansas the main issue with Arkansas I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't call it a problem necessarily coming into Saturday was the running back yeah was the running back losing Nile Davis how were they gonna how how was the running back core gonna handle 
you know, losing a guy like Nile Davis. You know, and comes Ronnie Wingo has a has a decent night. You know, it, it wasn't you know, well, you know nothing to, to write home about. Speaking of running back, by the way, a little off topic here. Vic Ballard named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Just saw that update. The Mississippi on my State Bulldogs certainly so. did. But yeah, but how uh, about them apples? First, well, let's see. First Bulldog since Anthony Dixon in two thousand and nine. Wow, not not too bad for you. A, talk uh, about something that that is a. Uh, that's impressive, right there, to uh, to go ahead and have him named and go, going of, into a big week. Speaking too. of conference players of the week, Joe Adams named SEC special teams player of the week for yes. his 183 yards of punt returns, two TDs, two TDs. right? <laughs> big night for Joe Adams. How about him? How about him? So let's uh, so uh, you know Arkansas, great job this week. Took care of business. Came in played. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see them this year. I, I think they got a lot of potential after losing losing Nile with the knee injury earlier in the year. Um, talking to you, Joe, you thought it was over. <laughs> I, the season ended before it started yeah, for me. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, they they got a lot more to play for than than just that. So, but staying on the Arkansas theme, <clears throat> old Houston Nut. Oh, look down at in that. Oxford, Mississippi. There he is. If this was not the most boring football game we watched all Saturday I, long, I was, please find another one on that list of football games and let's talk about it. I was uh, I was not really impressed at all. I look over about four minutes to go in the second quarter. Chris Allen is taking a nap on the couch. <laughs> it was nap time during BYU Ole Miss game. I, I was enjoying a nap. That's that that's how bad it was, and I never fall asleep on a Saturday. Of college football, but I'm telling you, man, I hit the snooze button and I was donezo during that game. But, you know, there wasn't much to watch. It was a 0-0 snooze well, fest. You know, a, an offensive and defensive struggle. I mean, even though no points were on the board, it was still just an ugly just football terrible. game. I mean, fumbles, you know, it, it just it just didn't look like an SEC team was playing, you know, a team like BYU, who, by the way, is not a bad football team. They came in there and they pushed the pushed the revs around and came out with a W fourteen thirteen. But I do not ugly. think that will be the first time, the only time that the revs will be pushed around. This God, year. I don't I think mean, so either. I, I I'm telling you, Ole Miss has got a long season ahead. The of Black Bears looked rough Saturday. Jake Heaps came in, throws two twenty five, touchdown, a pick, decent ball game, not spectacular by any means. Yeah, Ole Miss going to be a long season. It's, you know, it's they got I. I, I I want to say that about Auburn right now, but they have the nation's longest winning streak. They find ways to win football exactly. games. Ole Miss, they can't find ways to win anything. <laughs> they can't. I, I'm, I'm sorry for all you hotty toddy black bears out there, but Ole Miss, it's looking for a, uh, it's looking to be a long season for uh, Colonel Reb. Yeah, I, it, it's, I totally agree with you. It's going to be an interesting, interesting game when they play the Mississippi State Bulldogs because. As Dan Mullen likes to say, this is our state, and I think that they might go ahead and capture that state this year, no doubt about it. Yeah. So not going to be many answers for uh, Mr. Ballard when uh when the old egg ball rolls around this year. <laughs> Who's going to play quarterback for Ole Miss? Is it Barry Brunetti? Is it Zach Stout? Is it Randall Mackey? I mean, talk about a controversy. I don't know. I, I why does this always happen to Houston Nut coach football teams? I'm a little bad blood here right now, but. Yeah, you got Mitch Mustaine. The kid's eight knows a starter as a freshman. You bench him for Casey Dick? Hey, man. Okay, all right. That's in the past. Let's I, I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's move forward. Well, bringing up some some old skeletons in the closet right now. 
on Bardfuck Radio as you listen on the on your if you iPod. hear a, if you hear a in the back, <laughs> that will be a, a Bud Light being popped up for this first episode. On a beautiful, beautiful rainy Labor Day. Are we in Oregon? Are we, are we, are we in Seattle, think, Washington, or are we in the I deep south? I think we might be. I think we might be. Well, let's <laughs> let's move on up to Old Rocky Top in the Horseshoe at Neyland Stadium. Here come the Vols, starting off strong, dominating Montana. I know that Mon- you know Montana's a powerhouse in that D two. You know they they're almost the always Grizz. in it. Absolutely, the Grizz are always always in it. around. But Tennessee gets the victory, forty two to sixteen. Tyler Bray comes out, throws two hundred ninety three yards, three TDs. What 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 were your what were your thoughts on that game, Joey? My thoughts were those two wide receivers that Tennessee have, Derek Rogers and Justin Hunter. Those guys are going to be studs in conference play. Yep. I mean, they're going to be absolute studs. Six catches, 146 yards for Hunter. Rodgers goes over 100 yards. I mean, these guys. I mean, they're. It's not. It's not. It's no more play time up on Rocky Top. I agree. These I guys agree. are good, and they got a, a great tailback in Torin Pool. 24 carries goes for a buck. Another TD. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be. I, th- I think uh, people that are, are looking for Tennessee to be down again this year, they're going to keep looking. Because the uh, old uh, old lawyer Dooley up there on Rocky Top has found something that worked in the uh, in the cool California QB and Tyler Bray, and, and there, uh, you know, and and just like I said earlier, there's another perfect example of one of those young coaches coming in, making his mark. Hey, yeah, he had a little rough year last year. We all understand that, but hey, he was at La Tech before. What did he really have to work with? That's, yeah. a, that's a great increase. I, that's, a, that's a great promotion. Isn't it Law Tech to the head coach of Tennessee? You know, he must I, be a great interviewer. Hey, you never know. Him and, and, Lane, him and Lane Kiffin are all And, oh, interviews. by the way, he asked. He was asked a question the other day who his favorite athletic director was in his history of coaching, and he said the one at Louisiana Tech because he was also the athletic director at Louisiana Tech. Oh, there he, he is. There, so. there he is. <laughs> Jack of all trades, Derek Dooley. So here we go. Let's 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 move into uh, into a little Florida Gators. The Florida Gators come out and stop Florida Atlantic forty-one to three. Moving on to another one of those youngster coaches, Willie Muschamp, coming from the Texas Longhorns and uh, and making his first appearance in the SEC as a head coach. What, what do you think, Joey? Yeah, I, I think that uh, bringing in Charlie Weiss was a great, great move for Will Muschamp. You know, John Brantley. He looks like actually like the quarterback that John Brantley is supposed to look like. Coming in, I mean, look, he looked great. Yeah, he really did. He threw for 230 yards, you know, a, a, a touchdown. He looked good moving the football, you know. Chris Rainey, uh, Jeff Demps, they looked great running the football in the pro-style offense where people really didn't know how they were going to, you know, how those two were going to come out and play. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, think, I think Brantley looked good. They looked good in their orange unis. And, Always uh, look sharp. I love, I love those orange unis. <laughs> and the swamp was rocking on Saturday. And, you know, the Florida Gators – they're one of those teams that you walk into, you go into the season thinking, hey, they're Florida, they're going to be good, they always have something going on. You know, Tebow's gone. The Tebow era's over. Thank you. Now, I'm so they've, got, they've got to find somebody else that they can go ahead and mark down as, hey, this is our guy. This is the guy that all the little kids are going to want to wear his jersey, and I think that John Brantley wants to be that guy, but – the Florida people need to for, need to forget about Tebow. I, I know it's it's one of those things that's tough to do. Alabama had that problem. Auburn's had that problem. Is going to have that problem with Cam. It's it's one of those things. But move on, okay? 
Get it going with this new guy. Get behind him. Rally behind him. You know what? If I have to forget about Darren McFadden, they have to forget about Tim Tebow. Darren McFadden. Fair is fair. I'm telling you. But John Brantley looked really, really good Saturday. He looked really comfortable leading the offense. I mean, move the ball at will. Granted, like I say again, it's FAU. Howard Schellenberger's last season, by the way. That that guy's just been a – Amazing ambassador for college football. Schnellenberger. Schnelly. I like him. I like him. Well, let's let's go up to old Nashville, Music City, and let's uh, let's talk about Vanderbilt. James Franklin era. Officially James underway. Franklin. Dude, getting done out. on the recruiting trail. The getting guy, it done on Saturdays. This is this is, is this a, Vanderbilt. Are we talking about? This is a whole new world. Vanderbilt fans now have a reason to subscribe to one of those pay sites and find out about their recruits because they're recruiting some legit. Guys and taking people away from teams who have proven that they can win. Vanderbilt, James Franklin said, I don't care. He said, I'm a new coach. I'm coming in here. I'm going to have something very special going on in the Music City. And we're going to start it on last Saturday when they got the victory 45 14 over Elon. He's selling the Stanford and the whole, you know, the South routine he's doing. And it's working. Yes. You come in, get a great education, play SEC football. Absolutely. You know, in a a great town. And oh, by the way, the bar scene is not too bad either. Fantastic. On Broad Street, you know, come in, play some SEC football, go party at Tootsie Saturday. Yeah, How about hey, that? man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if if the Big Bang takes any more of my money, I might, I might go ahead and file for bankruptcy. <laughs> but it's it is a uh, it is a very fun town. But Vanderbilt is now the number one team in Tennessee on the recruiting trail. How about? I mean, it? don't look up on, don't look at Rocky Top. How about? Look it? in Nashville. Look in downtown Nashville. Look at James Franklin. He's bringing some serious excitement to that program. The guy, the guy, he's got a clue. As uh, as everybody likes to say, he's a, the guy has a clue on the recruiting trail and on the coaching trail. So so it's you know it's it's one of those interesting things. Well, let's let's move on to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Bulldogs. We, we we said a little bit earlier the cowbells were ringing today this afternoon um, when we finally had a Mississippi State SEC Offensive Player of the Week. So, uh, so what? What are your thoughts on it so far, Joey? My thoughts on Mississippi State are, if you, oh, hear a cowbell ringing from upstairs. Uh, no, I think I, I think I heard it. Vic too. Ballard, 166 yards rushing, three TDs, gets it done on 10 carries. 10 carries, 166 yards. Woo! Huge day. Chris Ralph looks sharp. I don't, I don't know what happened to this guy. Where from where he was two years ago to where he is now. I honestly believe he's one of the top quarterbacks in the conference now. Goes for over 200, two, yard, or two TDs. I mean, looks great running the football. I mean, 6'4", 6'5", 240 pounds. Yeah, good luck getting in front of that guy. That's It's impressive. It's impressive what was what was done on uh, on Thursday night, and they, they took care of business. You know, it was, it was one of those things that they came out, dominated, and, and made it happen. And it, it wasn't pretty at first, but – Hey, they got it done. In, in what end. has to be the ugliest stadium in college that's, football, that's, the Liberty Bowl in that's Memphis, Tennessee. It's a rough, rough, rough. What does Memphis? Right what does Memphis bring to the United States of America besides Bill Street? Nothing. Right. Not Rod- a thing. They don't bring a football team. Rodney Vu's barbecue. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Don't watch out, Joey. This is the talent ground up there. <laughs> uh, the game of the week. Look out now. The top five matchup between the LSU Bayou Bengals. And the quack attack. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducks. Quack them up. Quack them up. Oregon Ducks. Oregon comes out with one of their 50 different combos of unis. Looked all right, but LSU just absolutely dominates in Jerry World. Speaking of Chris Ralph and quarterbacks that learned how to play quarterback in the offseason, Jarrett Lee looked 
awesome. Amen. On Saturday looked absolutely awesome. Jared Lee said, "Well, hey, Jordan Jefferson, why are you out at the bar yeah. kicking people in the face? I was at home, nose deep in my playbook, <laughs> getting ready." The best sign from game day Saturday was <laughs> I got kicked in the face by Jordan Jefferson. <laughs> great, great. This is just a great you atmosphere, know, Jerry. Well, oh, that yeah, was definitely, uh, man. That was fun. You know what? And people give Les Miles a hard, you know, they give him a hard time for being the Mad Hatter, for being an absolute weirdo, just one of the quirkiest people in college football. But the guy can coach. He can. I mean, he's going to lose a game or two each year because of the stupid crap that he pulls. Yeah. But he's always a great X's and O's guy. He really is. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't need to give him a headset on game days, but no, I mean, just let, yeah, just let, just let, let him go. Let him eat the grass. Let him eat the little <laughs> rubber pellets in Jerry World. Let him go. I mean, just let him do his thing. Oh, my goodness. But oh, Mike Ford goodness. for LSU was great. 14 carries, 96 yards, two TDs. You know, what, what, what else can you say? I mean, completely stifling the running game of Oregon with Michael James. Look, LSU, you better line up. You better buckle both chin straps, and you better get ready to get hit. And Oregon wasn't. They absolutely they weren't. weren't. They weren't. You know, LSU is one of those teams that's always scary. They're always good, and they always something have something in their back pocket. And when you get into a situation at the end of the game where, hey, a trick play is probably coming, you don't know what kind of trick play it is because Les Miles, he's got a he's got a clue. Like I said about James Franklin, the guy's got a clue. He knows how to coach, and he knows the element of surprise. Even though you can be expecting it. You're still going to be surprised on what he's going to bring to the table. As much as he gets raked over the coals in the national media, the guy would not be the head coach at LSU right now if he didn't know what he was doing. I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's one of those things that it's it's going to be interesting to see how it folds out in the next few weeks when you know we have all these teams coming up, making this LSU open up with with a stud team. Now we've got teams going to play more. Experienced teams, if you will. I mean, different caliber type teams, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see the just how good some teams are. Alabama going to Penn State, Auburn, Mississippi State. You know, games like that 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 really intrigue and get you fired up for Saturday. You know, it's everybody's fired up because the opening weekend of football. Even though your team's probably not playing the the highest caliber team, but hey, now we're in week two. Now we're in the meat of the schedule for a lot of people. Start conference play. Get it going. Let's see how just how big a boy are you when it comes down to it, and uh, and we get it rolling. And looking ahead, not necessarily to week two, not trying to wish the college football season away yeah. here. Three weeks from now, LSU at West Virginia. Oof. That place is going to be absolutely rocking. And oh, by the way, West Virginia serves beer now. Yeah, so in uh, the stadium, any of you Bayou Bengals headed north? Uh, <laughs> Down to the land of the pine in West Virginia. Bring your cash. Bring your cash. Bring your your uh, your party panties, if you will. Get ready to put some beer back. Watch some college football. That's going to be an exciting That's, venue for be, college football. And as long as we're looking ahead, let's look let's look ahead to two weeks from now. Oklahoma, Florida State. That you know that that in that, Tallahassee. That is going to be. We're we're going to get to measure just how good. You know, Florida State is when the uh, when the when Boomer Sooner comes rolling into town. Look out now, to- Toby Keith is going to bring his guitar and get all kind of fired up down there. That would be that would be one reason to make me not. Do that. <laughs> if I get to hear one more damn Toby Keith song, I'm 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 done. Toby I'm done Keith, folk, ladies, find and me a new genre, peace. Toby Keith. Well, I mean, you know what? I think that uh, I think we've gotten everybody pretty well introduced to what they can expect from from Barfuck Radio. In the coming weeks, uh, this is going to be our first installment, and you know, I, I think we've uh, 
think we've taken care of business as far as it goes. So. This was a, uh, in golf terms, this was a six, uh, 500 par 67 round. It was absolutely. For the first installment of BFR. Phenomenal, Joey. Absolutely phenomenal. We attacked this podcast like Jim Rome attacks three silver words. Fit, nominal. So let's uh, let's go ahead and close it out. You know, Joey, thanks for thanks for being with me. Always, I'm glad, always. I'm glad to get it cranked up, man. Absolute pleasure. It's gonna be a lot of fun the next few weeks. If so. you guys tuning in to listen to one little pop culture, second installment of BFR, we will talk some Jersey Show. We'll Look break it now. down. We will break down the real world, the road rules, rivals challenge. We're gonna break it down. We're gonna do it all. It's it's coming up, guys. So so keep your uh, keep your podcast up to date. Keep your iPod, keep your computer going, and uh, and get it rolling. But uh, we're gonna let you go for now. Remember at Barfunk Radio on Twitter, Barfunk Radio at Gmail, and we're getting our Facebook page up to date. So, uh, so follow us on Twitter, and everybody have a great night. Blaze too. Good at me in the morning. Peace. Peace.